Welcome back to She Wants Everything, hosted by your one and only Rachel Staub. It's August 2nd of 2022, which is mind-blowing and crazy, because that means more than half the year of 2022 is over, meaning that my gap year is officially coming to an end in about two and a half weeks. The gap year was probably the best decision that I've ever made right after high school. To be honest, it didn't go as planned as most things in life don't, but I think I really made the best of it, especially mentally. And with that, and because I'm a naturally deep thinker, I went and made a list of 10 of the biggest lessons that I have been able to learn whether it was easy or hard, and I compiled them to make this episode. The first lesson that I learned, or I should say that I realized, was even when you escape your hometown and go abroad, your problems will still follow you. Just because you run away from an environment that you were in does not mean that all of your mental issues will go away. I knew that I had issues, whether I admitted it to my parents or friends or myself. Deep down, I knew that I had pretty big issues that I needed to sort out, as most of us do. But seizing the opportunity just to run away and go, quote unquote, do something different and make, for me, doing something, quote unquote, different was not to go to college, but try and make a buttload of money, wasn't necessarily a good idea. In hindsight, everything turned out great for me, but I was running away in the best way that I knew what was possible, meaning booking a one-way ticket to Korea. However, coming to Korea despite falling in love with it, spending time with my grandparents, and creating amazing relationships, to my surprise, I still had issues. Funny, right? I learned the hard way that neglecting my feelings, emotions, and finding a way just to try this and try that without 100% effort only led me to distress, distraction, and a heart filled with anxiety to try to figure out what it is I'm trying to accomplish and what I want. I heard this concept with money, and I felt it. I felt that it was the same concept for the way that I handled my, ins- my own issues in my life. And the quote is, if you're bad with money when you're poor, you will still be bad with money when you're rich. I don't remember who said this, so if you know, please give credit. But those, that concept is the same with my issues. Just because I'm back home in the Bay and I have problems with myself and my life, just don't naturally dissipate when I fly to a different country unless I am willing to sit down with myself, be honest with myself, and accept whatever it is that I need to accept to fix them. This this concept didn't really cross my mind until halfway through my gap year because at this point I was still feeling I was feeling good but I was also still kind of feeling lost and unsure of a lot of different things in my life and I I wasn't understanding why things weren't going the way that I wanted to. And For some reason, when I was reflecting that night in my journal, it kind of hit me like a truck where I realized that 
just because I came somewhere else and try to run away from and try to blame other people whether it was my friends or my family it was because of problem a that I couldn't accomplish this and it was person B's fault because I couldn't do this at the end of the day everything that I did was my decision and it was my responsibility to own up to that and it hurt because I didn't want to admit it to myself and so for me to accept and admit to myself was the hardest but first step into really healing mentally especially after high school and all the decisions that I've made in the past four life in the in the past four years so just because you run away does not mean that your problems will go away The second lesson that I wrote down here was aging the mind and aging physically don't always have to go hand in hand. As a 19 year old, I don't really feel 19. In fact, sometimes I feel 25 or even 40 at times. In other days, I act like a complete child. I think the reason why I consider myself a little bit more of a mature person is because I really did a lot of self-healing mentally this past year. The, the healing mentally part was something that I wasn't really going to do. It wasn't really a decision that I made. It was more of a natural thing that occurred. And then I made conscious decisions to try to even dive deeper and go along with the natural occurrence. And once I started healing... I realized that this is something that I really want to start as early as possible because right now I'm young and I don't have the responsibility of a boyfriend well not that young people don't have boyfriends but or husband or children and I don't have to provide for anyone around me I really dedicated after a few months being in Korea to heal everything in my mental state by growing, learning, and the biggest part was unlearning. Unlearning bad habits was probably the hardest part. For me, it's always easy to learn new habits and to learn new addictions and get hooked on something really quickly. But to suddenly be hooked on something and start a new hobby or whatever it is for a few months and or a bad habit, trying to unlearn it was painful. For example, I had a really, really bad habit of making excuses. And I used to think that I didn't make excuses, and I used to think that I used to be this all cool, collected woman who got everything done, but the truth of the matter is, is it wasn't like that. Making excuses for myself, the reason why I couldn't exercise that day, or eat right, or, you know push myself to go a little bit harder with something that I was trying to accomplish and for so long I was making so many excuses of why I couldn't do or complete anything to the fullest potential with the most stupid and boring excuses you probably heard in your life and it came to my attention that if I really wanted something and if I really wanted it that bad that I would make it happen without any excuses 
because at that point it just wasn't a priority to me and realigning my priorities was a huge growth state for me because my priorities previously was my social life and hanging out with my friends but eventually understanding that sometimes I'm going to have to sacrifice that time that I spend outside onto other more productive things that I want to accomplish like my podcast for example and me aging in that way really I feel like kind of put me farther than some of my friends that I was talking to and it's really interesting talking to a couple of my friends now who I've known for a while because and there's nothing wrong with this but I feel like a lot of my friends priorities right now is you know trying to sleep with the most guys or go out to clubs and whatever it is but for me I really wanted to be intentional in making my priorities clear so that I am able to stay on a path that brings me success and that I can bring success to my life. It's so crazy to me too because just three years ago when I was 16 and the things that I valued in those moments compared to now are so different. And with maturity, or I believe that maturity is knowledge and knowledge is power. And for me to learn more and grow more and learn more to gain knowledge also really put my brain and my focus and my mental state in a lot more of a mature setting because a lot of it is adult things a lot of it does have to do with okay you know what is my career going to be how am I going to pay these bills and what are the next steps and as the year went on it's so interesting to hear different people comment on how I seem quote-unquote more mature um, than other than other years and it's true and not only is it because I dove deep into knowledge but I also dove deep into experiences that I gained from the outside world the real world not in high school experiences like meeting new people trying new hobbies um, trying a side hustle and even when it didn't work out to be a seven-figure salary side hustle and frustrating it was a learning experience and it helped me gain resilience discipline and really think about what it means to grow up and get stuff done building discipline in my habits and resilience to push forward when things don't go as planned creating a more mature it created a more mature version of the person who's speaking in this microphone number three I said this phrase earlier but this was a huge lesson for me if I'm bad with money when you're not rich your skill set of in your mindset of money will stay the same I really never thought about this until my gap year I'm not the best with my money and I know that when it comes to my spending habit I had a hard part-time job in high school at Nordstrom to make some extra money to buy clothes because I love shopping so much and during this time it was really easy to 
you know, sustain. It was enough to sustain my expenses because all I was really purchasing was my meals when I went out with my friends and clothing. I also put some money in the stock market because I was really just into finance ever since a young kid. However, it's different when you move out of your house and become, or at least try to become, a real adult. Those bad money management skills did not just dissolve like nothing. I was excited to be in a new country, loving life, meeting new friends, so yeah, my savings account drained pretty quickly. Mind you, I wasn't making money in the first half of my gap year. This is a skill that I'm trying to learn more about and figure out day by day on how I can make more money and what I can do with it to allow my bank account to exponentially grow over the next 10 years. I don't want to work for the rest of my life and I know that I just want to be in a financially free place in the next decade. I know that people say I'm young and I don't have to worry about it, but in some ways I think it can be foolish because I tend to disagree. I'm 19 years old and that's the legal age of being an adult, well 18 is. And when I'm young, like I said, I don't have any responsibility. It's a privilege. No kids, no huge financial expenses that I need to pay for myself. So this is a time for me to start growing and being a bit riskier with my money in ways if I must, but risky in a good way, not risky in just spending it on food, alcohol, and clubs. To be honest, the risk of investing isn't really my issue. My issue became my spending habits. I also realized that it's important to hang around people who have the same financial goals as you because it's motivating and you don't feel judged on wanting to be financially free. People who excuse your bad habits probably aren't thinking what is best for you in the long run. And yet, it's nobody's responsibility to look after my own needs and wants. But I've also come to realize that surrounding yourself with the right type of crowd and people who do help you reach your goals isn't always a bad thing. And it's actually a lot more comforting. I also talk... I also keep in mind who I share what with because it's important not to fall into a, a victim trap of, well, it's okay that I spent $5 on this because I didn't spend the $5 yesterday. Or this bad thing happened to me, so it's okay that I splurge a little today. And it's a lot easier to fall into the victim trap than really trying to make something of yourself. This is a really hard lesson for me to learn, and I think that for anyone to learn when it comes to making and maintaining money, but it is something that is a must and a skill that I am zeroing in on because I find it really, really valuable and important. Number four, knowledge is more than important than anything. Knowledge is more important than money. Knowledge is more important than, I don't know, a lot of things. And... When you have knowledge, you're able to, well, I was able to help with problems that came up in my life, start conversations with anyone that comes my way, and science even says it helps us function in a really efficient way. For me, I used to think that learning was stupid, but I think I would thought that learning was stupid because I was learning things in school that I felt that weren't necessarily helping me 
with real life skills. And so when I started putting my energy towards books and self-help books and reading articles on different things that I was genuinely interested in, whether it was fashion, whether it was pop culture even, and just weird things that I would read on the internet, I had more knowledge in my brain. And this was really helpful to me in my real life because it gave me a lot to talk about when I'm with friends and it gave me a lot to kind of open my mind to and have a different perspective on life leading me to my next my next point sometimes it's okay to get away from the old scene that you've had for the past few years and see life from a different perspective if you really think about it and this is something that I thought about about a month into my gap year I've been living in the same area seeing the same people friends and family doing the same activities over and over and over again for four straight four years and at some point you get used to it and at some point you only see the things in a certain light because that's just all you know it becomes a habit when I came to Korea for the first time in three years as a more as an aged person because I used to go as like a little child and I wouldn't really understand my culture I wouldn't really understand why Korea was important I I just didn't have I didn't have any cares in the world to even try to remotely understand I am a person who can also be very stubborn at times and I'm very aware of that but this time coming into Korea for whatever reason my mind just exploded and it occurred to me that sometimes getting away from such a strong mind and thinking that you're open-minded versus being open-minded is two very different things and when I was back in the Bay I used to think that I was very open-minded you know I'm accepting to all sorts of people and blah 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 but it wasn't really true but coming to Korea seeing my culture seeing how the people work here seeing the differences all really made an own different a difference in my own life and it was something that I didn't really expect from before because it was challenging I didn't really understand a lot of the things it was quite different from the US and experiencing it as an adult was also just a complete other type of experience that I had but being on the scapier and seeing life from a different perspective helped me to understand that there are many different people out there who are not created the same and that's okay and it doesn't mean that I can't be friends with them it doesn't mean that I can't talk to them it just means that we're different and there's nothing wrong with that. For the longest time back home, I only had friends that were very like me, and I only liked people who were very like me. But that's not really the case now. We need new people to come into our lives for various reasons, whether it's to challenge us to do better, create new emotional connection, love, learn how to love deeper, learn how to cut someone off, whatever the reason may be. Coming from a new, seeing life and seeing relationships from a new set of eyes, because you're in a different place is like seeing the world for the first time if you were blind.
This allowed me to gain respect for a lot of different people in my life because I'm a person who can be a bit of a control freak in certain situations, but with some members and family, and not but, sorry. With a lot of members of my family, I am a control freak. And in those situations, I get really frustrated and kind of throw my own temper, temper tantrum because I feel like that it's wrong. And I'm judging someone doing a task differently differently than me, but that doesn't mean that it's less efficient, and it doesn't mean that they're wrong, and it doesn't mean that they're a loser. It just means we're doing it a different way, and that's okay. Learning the ability to step back and watch someone who's different than you handle something isn't that bad because, again, it's probably just as effective. The sixth lesson that I feel like I learned was keeping in contact with people is simple if you're willing to put in the effort. Not contacting people will show everybody's true relationships, true colors in the relationships, excuse me. I knew when I left high school I wasn't going to keep in contact with certain people in my life, but I also knew that if I wanted to, it was going to take effort from both sides. This was simple. For the people who truly cared about me and who I really cared about, we would at least text once a week, even if we were busy, with the simplest text of, hey, how are you doing, and a response back. The others were expected to slip off and you know, just kind of fall off the grid with each other because neither of us put an effort. It is totally not that time consuming as people make it out to be and it's not that hard. You don't need to hop on an hour long phone call if you don't have the time to. And after all, talking to a good friend should be relatively easy. So for me, this was a huge lesson because I really saw in my life who I felt that were important enough for me to just take out my phone for two seconds and type the letters H-I, hi. And if they were to respond, then I know that they were also serious about keeping my relationship with them as well. If they weren't, if they didn't respond, then I knew that they weren't. Simple. Seventh lesson was a huge one for me. And I really like this lesson because I think it's really important, especially today. Social media is only toxic if you let it be toxic. I used to think social media was the root of all my insecurities and flaws, and yes, a lot of it is, but it was also an issue of me not being able to control myself, and let me explain. Social media is supposed to be this internet thing for people across the world to share their life experiences, pretty photos, achievements, joys, and even bad times to spread news around. Sorry, or to spread news around. And even help keep in contact with people that they don't talk to on a daily basis. Everything I listed here is not an issue to my understanding. The problem with me and social media was that I used to think social media as a competition platform between making it look like I was having fun at a party when I wasn't, taking gazillion photos to make me look skinnier, or editing myself in a way so that I knew that I could get people's attention and double taps. When I wouldn't reach a certain number of likes, comments, whatever, it would sting a little, and then I would compare myself to every other girl out there, from friends to models, on how much they're quote-unquote so much prettier than I am, just to rip myself apart. 
It wasn't the girl's fault or it wasn't my friend's fault that I was insecure and trying to seek validation from the internet. It was a me problem. I was insecure because of experiences that I had in my own life and the way that I talked to myself as a human being. Social media, social media, <laughs> social media can actually be a great thing to share pretty photos of myself and do it for me or pretty photos of the clothes that I wore and things that I enjoy of life to promote a business or a good memory with someone and social media can also allow you to be a self-deprecating human being and a waste of your time if you let it. There's two paths that you can go down. I control where my eyes land and I control where my fingers tap. I took control because I had to. I was wasting minutes and hours on useless content that was not adding any value to my life. And this is when I realized that social media is toxic if I let it be toxic. Trust me, I still go on media platforms all the time, but in a day, probably 30 to 40 minutes at most. And usually it's either just to get a little bit of comedy from TikTok or editing something on there. And other times I'm probably just getting fashion inspiration. My eighth lesson that I learned was the world is so damn big, there is no reason to be hung up on something or someone that didn't work out for you. The amount of hours, days, weeks I wasted on people and situations that did not work out for me is ridiculous when I look back on it. Don't romanticize and fantasize the past. It's done. I'm an idealistic person who wants everything to work out 24-7 all the time, I think, as most people do. And I will daydream about daydream about situations and fantasize situations for hours. But the past is history, and why should I look at the past when it's already gone? Learning to take the past and see the mistakes and learn from it is different than dwelling on something and making you yourself go crazy over it. Otherwise, it's move. It's time to move on. Yesterday's history. Today is today. Tomorrow, we never know what's going to happen. So for me, it was a huge, a huge thing to just move to Korea and, you know, it's okay to miss something here and there. It's natural. It's human emotions and thoughts. But there's a huge difference on dwelling on something and restricting yourself from greater things that are to come because you're just so hung up on something or someone that didn't happen and I talked to myself and I wrote down that you know I'm not going to romanticize or fantasize or think of what could have been with different categories of my life because we never know and when you can't find the answer to something it's just best to let it go. Number nine, forming my own identity is so important. Why? Why was it important for me to form such an identity? Because when you don't have an identity, you're in somebody else's shadow and nobody wants to be in somebody else's shadow. It's depressing, it's sad, it's all the negative things above. Having identity helps 
or helped me get through life, not be a pushover, not be a people pleaser, stand up for myself and develop skills that are assets, creating intimate relationships in my life. Should I go on? All the above are positives. When I don't have an identity and I'm just kind of mooching off somebody else's story and their line, that's when you start to overthink and you get anxiety and you think, why am I like this? Why isn't this happening for me? At the end of the day, it's because of you. And you're putting your your mind is just wandering in circles because you're letting it. For me, it was another cycle and something that I had to unlearn. That I am not going to be some in somebody else's shadow. I am Rachel Staub. This is what I want in life. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get there. And everything that I do from here on out is going to form my identity. Whether it is that I don't want to do anything and be a lazy piece of crap just sitting on my grandma's couch, that would be my identity if I let that be. Or whether it is that I go out there and I experience new things and I try to make new connections, that will be a part of my identity. Everything and every choice that I make has a reaction, but those reactions and those choices are going to be a part of my identity, and whether it's good and bad, good or bad, and my identity is good and bad. Everybody has a good and bad side to them, but being able to form that and learn how to be on your own and not codepend on whether it's your boyfriend or the guy you're talking to or your best friend at home is one of the most important things that I probably learned during this year. Not to be codependent. And the last but not least, health is more important than money. Like I said earlier, my plan for this gap year was to just go do something crazy and make a buttload of money. No plan, no execution, or I at least I tried and it didn't work. This is probably the hardest pill for me to swallow. I, they say a lot of things are hard, and all these lessons were hard because they learned the hard way. But the last lesson was a really big, big hard pill for me to swallow because it meant to be really honest with myself and realign my morals. I was in denial for the longest time that chasing money, no, sorry, not denial. I had this mindset that chasing money is more important than my health. And I would always blow off doctor's appointments and different checkups that I had because I was going to spend more time on my dropshipping company. But a couple months ago, I had a little bit of a health scare. I had this mole um, on my chest. It was like a little bit above my right breast. And I never really thought anything of it. until it started itching and it started itching pretty bad i've had it since a child and so i'm really used to it seeing it every day but all of a sudden it got bigger and i didn't really notice until my grandma pointed it out to me because it's visible when i wear like lower cut t-shirts and things and so it got really dark it was really itchy and it started growing so i went to the skin doctor he's like okay we need to get this checked out don't freak out because we don't know what it is yet but, you know, he was implying that there is a chance that it is skin cancer. Which freaked me out 
to the max. I was not expecting this. I didn't like the fact that he said that. And so he removed it off of me and he got it to the biopsy lab and they did the biopsy. Turns out to be nothing. It was just a mole that decided to grow on me for whatever reason since a child. And thank God that I don't have it. Any huge health problems and I'm really grateful to be in the situation. But to be put in a situation where it's almost something really serious really changed my mindset on money and health because I realized that if I don't take care of my body and if I don't take care of myself and chasing money, what would be the point of having millions of dollars in the bank but I'm in unwell condition? And I know that we all don't have $20 meals to go spend on a salad or eat clean 24-7. Or, sorry, not all have $20 meals. All can afford but it doesn't have to be that way either. It just means taking care of your stress, taking care of my anxiety, taking care of my mental health because stress and anxiety and all those things can lead to cancers. And for me, that was huge. And for me to kind of get my diet back into shape and start exercising more, all these things that balance out your personal life and your health life are so much more important to me now than it was before. Before, I just cared about looking skinny and, you know, basically it was like fat phobic that if I gained five pounds then I'm going to be, um, I don't know, not attractive or whatever it is, which is a toxic and horrible mindset to be in. And so when this happened, it really occurred to me that I do need the right nutrients. I do need to try and live a good, healthy life not you know eat little portions here and there because I want to be skinnier or not binge eat because that's not healthy either and finding that balance and the movement and I think a lot of girls relationship with food is very 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 it's a struggle complicated but health is more important than money and money is not happiness but money equals freedom and access to do what you want to do in this life so that you don't have to worry and you can focus on your health more so instead of chasing money I really just started wanting to chase my passion and things that will have money follow me money will follow me and work hard in that way but to never ever ever prioritize money over my health again. That concludes today's episode of She Wants Everything. I really hope you guys enjoyed. I really take a lot of value in the lessons that I've learned. And so I hope that you can take value from these 10 lessons that I've experienced and learned in the past year. I will... Talk to you guys next time. Bye.